the Lameter ladies. We had long seen Godfrey pining over Nancy Lameter, but in this chapter we are given the opportunity to get to know for ourselves the woman who has captured his heart. She is described as speaking with amiable primness, of thinking with propriety and moderation, of smelling like lavender and rose leaves, of dressing with delicate purity and unvarying neatness, and of conducting herself with high veracity and refined habits. She is sweet, pretty, modest, and delicate, and we are given the sense that neither her clothes nor her character admit of a single wrinkle. All the little descriptions of her thoughts, behavior, and appearance help to breathe the rosy cheeks of real life into this delicate lady. How her beauty triumphs over the drab coat and unflattering bonnet she is wearing when she arrives at the Red House, and she appears thoroughly bewitching to the spellbound Godfrey. How, when she meets the Miss Guns with their tight skirts and low necklines, Nancy does not eye them with inward criticism like Miss Ladbrook but seeks for giving explanations consistent with her always moderate thoughts. How the Miss Guns gaze upon her with envious admiration as she makes her toilette, watching the little coral necklace clasped closely around her little white neck. How the very pins in her pincushion are stuck in a pattern from which she would allow no aberration how she is torn between her determination not to encourage Godfrey's affections, given his wavering attentions and questionable reputation, and her dedication to the motto, Love once, love always, and to the little dried flowers she treasures for Godfrey's sake. Nancy is charming, but personally I thought the show was stolen by the entrance of that cheerful-looking lady with a face made blousy by cold and damp, her sister Priscilla. Matching dresses can do nothing to disguise the difference between the souls of these two women. Where Nancy is delicate, Priscilla is notoriously too rough. She is completely candid and makes no apology for it. She is, she says, a badden to live with folks when they don't like the truth. Her candor made for what had to be the funniest moment in the chapter, and one I almost missed— when she teasingly complains of Nancy's insistence on their dressing alike, as if she could look pretty in what Nancy looks pretty in, she declares unreservedly, I am ugly, there is no denying that, but law, I don't mind. And then, turning on the Miss Guns, do you? That was one of my laugh-out-loud moments. She is fiercely independent, refusing to fret and stew over men's opinions, and content to be the only old maid of the family. Far from mooning, love once, love always, her motto is, Mr. Have-Your-Own-Way is the best husband, and the only one I'd ever promise to obey. For all their differences, they clearly have a sweet sisterly bond, with Nancy prettily pouting until she gets her way, and Priscilla affectionately content to give it to her. Priscilla has a good-natured, self-forgetful cheeriness and common sense, and Nancy a modest calm of speech and manners that told of a mind free from all disavowed devices, making each one lovable in her own right.